Today's episode is brought to you by ShopRemoteOffice.com for all your digital backdrop accessories. This time of year, when you want to be talking to relatives because you can't be seeing them, whatever the case may be, you can have some fun backdrops behind you. If you need it for business, if you need it for those business meetings that drag on forever, or you need something professional behind you, you need to go to ShopRemoteOffice.com. If you use the Link shopremoteoffice.com slash discount slash Ari Hoffman. You can save 10%. They have green screens. They have stands. They have everything you possibly need to make your podcast even more professional looking and entertaining. And you can entertain all your friends at the same time. Remember, shopremoteoffice.com. Welcome back to Canary in a Coal Mine. Remember, if you like the podcast, to rate, subscribe, and share. If you don't like the podcast, then rate, subscribe, and share because the detractors get me tons of shares, likes, and hits also. So I do appreciate that. Our next segment is with a guy named Jed. Jed lives in Kirkland and has a piece of property that is a city right-of-way or parcel that's right next to his property that he's responsible for maintaining because, as most homeowners are, the section around your property, like the sidewalks and stuff, you're responsible for maintaining, and he's got this grassy area there. You may know him on Twitter as MAGA Flowers. What happens is people started attacking a display he made out of flowers that spelled the words MAGA. Now, unfortunately, part of my interview with Jed got cut off because of internet problems at my office. So I apologize for that, but I'm going to fill you in on what you missed up to the point, and then we'll bring in Jed. Basically, what happened was he had a bunch of signs on his property, on this property that said Trump 2020. And people started stealing these signs. And every time they stole signs, he replaced it with more signs. So then what he decided to do was he spelled out MAGA in this beautiful floral arrangement. And the neighbors came by and started taking pictures of it, posting on social media. The next thing you know, people are attacking the display. He has a Twitter account called MAGA Flowers where he shows what people do to the floral display. He even built a wall of Trump signs around the floral display to protect him. He had a video one time of these girls who came by and they started pulling up the flowers and he actually called the cops on them. The cops caught him and they said, well, we thought it was public property so we could destroy it. And the cops were like, you can't destroy public property. Now, mind you, I know that in this day and age, people are confused between what you can destroy and what you can't destroy because people aren't enforcing the law, but you can't destroy public or private property. You can't destroy property. And people are confused by that because they think that some people have a right to free speech and others don't. As long as your message agrees with mine, then you're okay. But if you disagree with me, I'm going to destroy it. Think about this. You ever see those signs in front of people's houses that say, in this house, we believe stolen ever? No, those things have been there for years in my house. I've never seen the Black Lives Matter sign stolen. I've never seen the Biden sign stolen. There was one example of Biden signs being stolen in Washington State, which actually this was ironic. The stranger wrote an article about how terrible it was. Meanwhile, the stranger is the one that mocked me for calling 911 when people targeted my campaign signs, which were from Jewish houses. They only went after the Jewish houses one night. That's kind of scary that they're targeting the Jewish houses. And they mocked me for alerting to police that people were targeting Jewish houses. So here we go. The majority of the time, they're not touching the Biden signs or any of those kind of signs, but instead they're targeting the Trump signs. No matter how you feel about the politics of, this, of what's going on in this country, everybody has the right to free speech. Everybody has the right to display whatever yard signs they want. And you shouldn't steal them regardless of who they are. 
So these people, just because his say MAGA or because they say Trump, they're attacking him, and that's wrong. And he does all stuff for the community, and he was telling me how many Democrats actually come up to him and say, we're so sorry that's going on. This doesn't represent us. Unfortunately, those kind of Democrats are now considered far-right activists, just like us, because anybody who has a different opinion does not deserve to be heard in some people's minds. So now the rest of the, my interview with Jed. Welcome back to Canary in a Coal Mine. I'd like to welcome Jed Darland, who has a very fun floral arrangement that he established outside his house that has been attracting a lot of neighborhood attention. Jed, thanks so much for being with us. Can you explain what inspired you to create this and what exactly it is? Thanks, Ari. Yeah, the MAGA Flowers Garden, we, we planted that back at the end of June, right before Independence Day. And uh, after we'd had a bunch of signs and vandalization uh, stolen from our property and vandals uh, vandalizing our property, we decided to plant the parking strip. It's a landscape strip between the street and the sidewalk uh, with 100 red petunias that spell out uh, MAGA, Make America Great Again. And um, it's been quite an interesting time with that with those flowers over the last few months but it goes beyond that Ari I mean they tried to cancel us through code enforcement that was denied they tried to cancel us through the city's attorney that was denied they wanted our landlord to contact uh, they, they wanted to con they contacted our landlord threatened his local business and urged him to evict us saying that we'd broken some sort of law. We live across the street from the uh, Muslim Center in Kirkland, um, owned by a really nice guy. And in March, they stopped going, uh, they stopped attending because uh, our governor put a lockdown on churches uh, and, and places of worship. So they've got a lot of elderly volunteer members. And so they shut down and they haven't been back since, but we only put our signs up after they stopped attending. And the people on Facebook, there's a group of hyenas on there. And uh, they have no clue uh, about anything logical. But they insisted that uh, it was a hate crime against uh, the Muslim community. So they actually contacted the U.S. Attorney's Office, um, aside from contacting city council. And we learned that one of the city council members, who's actually personal friends with the owner of the property across the street, um, he actually contacted them and said, hey, do you, are your members feeling intimidated or threatened by the signs and flags across the street? And he insisted, no, absolutely not. This is the reason why I moved to this country. He moved from Tan Tanzania uh, and he didn't have the, the freedom to express his opinion, whether he agrees with mine or not. Um, so they've done everything. They've contacted the FBI. They've contacted the local police. They've done everything in that they've threatened our landlord's business. Um, and he's an immigrant himself uh, from, he, and he escaped a communist country. And um, you know, it's what we find is, and even at our Halloween uh, haunted house that we hosted for the community over the weekend, it was a majority of first generation immigrants who show up here and appreciate what we're doing because they've all, a lot of them have escaped socialist or communist countries. They've come to the US and they've lived through the transition from uh, constitutional or a, a more organized form of government to a communist government. And they've seen the transition. Uh, they've seen the statues come down. They've seen the street names uh, changed. And you know, Jenny's from South Africa. So she's from a communist country too. And all the same stuff happened when she was living there. Um, so they see it with clear eyes. They don't have to put on lenses or anything else. This, they see what's happening. 
and they're terrified. They moved here to escape it, and then they see it happening on a global scale with uh, the U.S. being the only uh, wall in the way. And um, thank God for for President Trump, and and thank God that we've got an outsider in office, um, and thank God that people are waking up. But one of the things that the Kirkland White House is going to do, and that's the super PAC we formed, um, is we're going to highlight these immigrants, uh, they don't have a voice right now. The media won't play them. Um, the media shuts them down. They delete their accounts off of social media because they are speaking too much truth. And in any good communist country, that truth just can't get out. You know, my family has similar situation. They escape communist countries that come here. And one of the things as an, as an Orthodox Jew is that we're always ready to go to the next place. We're always wondering when that day is coming. The people applying for immigration to Israel, it's called Aliyah. The people applying is record numbers because so many people are worried if we're next in this country and our time is finally up in America. People wonder why Orthodox Jews support Israel so much is because we always need a place to go. We're worried. And in this country, we've had untold freedoms, untold freedoms like never before in history. And we may be flushing them down the toilet because look at 75% of Jews vote Democrat. And they're voting for the people who are flushing away their rights right now, the things that their ancestors came over here to escape from. Yeah. And it's really, it's just horrifying to me. And here it is, all you are doing is putting out yard signs. All you are doing is freedom of speech. You're not marching down the streets. You're not blocking traffic. You're not doing any of that kind of stuff. You're not harassing tour buses. Uh, you're not doing any of that kind of stuff. But meanwhile, they're attacking you. They're coming after you. And this is the party of tolerance. This is the party of tolerance. With a vengeance. And let me let you in on a little secret, Ari. Uh, my mom's family is also Jewish. And they escaped uh, the fascist regime, regimes that came into Poland and Austria. Um, so my, my mother's side um, is from Jewish heritage. And they were wise enough to see what was happening in those areas, which, by the way, are now part of Germany. So if you visited the cities that were in Poland and, and Austria at the time, where my background is from, it's now a part of Germany. So they escaped that and came over to the U.S. Uh, to escape that oppression. And we have uh, foresight and can see what's coming down the road. Now, isn't it funny, this household, which is now called the Kirkland White House, not by, we didn't name it. Uh, the postman came around the corner one day and you said, she, he said, uh, you know, the neighbors uh, up the street asked me, what do you think about the house with all this? Uh, you know, they say, what do you think about the Kirkland White House? And he says, you mean the, the house with the flags and the signs? And she says, yeah, the Kirkland White House. And so he thought it was so funny. So he came back and he told me, and two weeks later, he shows up at the door with an envelope in his hand and it was addressed to the Kirkland White House. And he says, he says, what is this? And I said, well, that's our new tax identification number from the IRS. He says, the Kirkland White House, where did you get that name? I said, Mike, we got it from you. And he thought that was hilarious. Um, I've got a hat for him that says the Kirkland White House, but um, he retired. So I'm going to try to find out a way to get it to him. Uh, if he's watching the show, just know you contact them and we'll get you that hat. I'll say is that with me, I did something, you know, you and I should have beers or something like that because it sounds like we're kindred spirits. Yeah. They came after me when I ran for office and labeled me the bouncy house tycoon because I owned a bounce house company. And <laughs> so we made t-shirts 
that said the bouncy house tycoon was here and we advertised that the bouncy house tycoon and my business went through the roof yeah. because everybody said that's a great tagline that's a great name so they actually this was a seattle stranger actually helped me you know get more business for my company so i appreciated that especially during COVID times it was very helpful when we hear people walk down the street they say it looks like a little white house i mean the branding couldn't have been better and we were going to start a super PAC. i mean that was our goal uh our mission is to defeat progressivism in washington state uh, we know it's everywhere, except maybe South Dakota, but um, we know it's everywhere and we know where it kind of started. So we're in one of the hotbeds of progressivism. Uh, in fact, 52% of our population lives in member cities or member counties of ICLEI. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's <laughs> the consulting group for United Nations Agenda 21. Oh, great. Yeah. Local governments for sustainability. So we have local Agenda 21 happening all over our state. 52% of the population is under control in, in one of those counties or cities and or cities right now. So, um, you know, we can, and we, we're guilty too. We were on real estate websites looking for ranches or property, small holdings in other conservative states, Idaho, Montana, Arizona, Texas. Uh, but you know what? you move there, you leave this to fester, and before you know it, it's gonna show up at your gate in Idaho. If you don't put a stop to it now, Ari, I mean, they have infected, I mean, a good word for it is metastasized uh, this whole country. And um, it is a shame to see it, and I've known for a long time, and I've always been vocal about it on Facebook. I primarily use my Facebook account solely to combat communism. And, you know, I've been telling people about this forever and they're like, oh, they finally called. Oh my God, you were right. Of course I was right. And I have the documents to prove it. I mean, one of the reasons we started the Kirkland White House Super PAC is to disseminate original documents from original sources in their own words. I mean, I'm not telling you anything. There's no commentary at all. All you have to do is read the UN's agenda. Uh, you go back to 1976, the year before I was born. Oh, and speaking of the year I was born, sorry about the haircut, Ari. This is not my regular haircut. This is uh, from my costume for our Halloween fundraiser that we had in the haunted house that we held for the community. I dressed as Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. That is when Robert De Niro wasn't such a um, interesting chap, we'll, we'll just call him. Um, yeah. I actually used to respect that man greatly. Uh, unfortunately, he's turned into a complete buffoon. Uh, but I do like that costume. I've had that costume for a long time. And, um, so I've got that, but 1976, the UN Habitat held a meeting up in Vancouver, Canada. It was called the Vancouver Declaration on Human Settlements. They outlined their global government push, social justice, environmental justice, redistribution of wealth, confiscation of guns, abolition of private property, every, uh, every, line item on the communist playbook was ticked and the language they used in 1976 Ari, this was like among friends they were honest about their goals in 1992 when it changed to agenda 21 under uh george hw bush a progressive also um they they changed the name to agenda 21 and it was the rio declaration back then because it happened in rio de janeiro but uh, they also changed all the wording to make it sound very good. But in 1976, they were fighting the coming ice age, the global cooling that was caused by greenhouse gases and people living in rural areas. And then in the 90s, obviously, they had to change that because it did get warmer globally. They had to call it global warming. 
but the, all the solutions were the same. So when you have the same problem or a different problem and you have the same solution set and you haven't altered it at all, all right, these people are con, con men. You know, it's so, it's so funny you bring that up. The other day, somebody was messaging me on my page and it said, why are you voting the way you do? You're going to kill us all with climate change. I'm like, wait, what? And I said, in the 1970s, we were all supposed to be in a giant icebox by now. Yeah. When I was a kid and they established Earth Day, it was about that hole in the ozone layer that was going to fry all of us. I remember that. Closed. Right. Closed. And I'm still here. Yeah. Right. And I remember that big oil spill that the movie was based on, Deepwater Horizon, with, yeah. uh, with the BP oil spill. We're okay. all going to die. It was going to kill everything. All propaganda. The oil was yeah. gone in weeks. Exactly. And we're all still here. I'm so tired of it always changing to suit the needs because now it's climate change, not global warming. Because, you know, it can get hotter, it can get colder. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It's going to get colder because all of the IPCC, and that, now that's the set, 97% of scientists, they're with the IPCC. IPCC was founded, funded, and still is part of the UN. So the UN's goal requires a global issue like climate change. Um, so they, they've hired their own scientists to make these determinations. But in all of their 76 or predictions that they made with a hockey stick and Al Gore telling us that the polar bears are gone, they left out uh, one important variable that has three parts, the sun. The thing that heats up the, the earth more than anything else is the sun. If we didn't have the sun, we would be an ice ball floating through space. Um, the sun has three, three cycles. It, the poles change, the activity, solar flares, and sunspots go up and down, and the activity moves from the equator to the poles. So you have this sort of movement. Right now, in the next decade, the pole's gonna switch to the one with the least uh, solar radiation. The activity is going to be at an all-time low in its in its oscillation, and the sunspot activity and solar flares are moving to the poles, which gives us less solar radiation. This is going to be the coldest decade on record in our lifetime. It's going to be similar to the Marauder Minimum back in the 1700s that that froze over the River Thames. I want to just mention one thing. You said Earth Day. A lot of people don't know um, the the first Earth Day was April 22nd, 1970. Correct. You know Something that? like that. I think that's right. Yeah. That's the exact date. So do you know what else happened on that day? What's that? That is the 100th anniversary of the birth of Vladimir Lenin. So these people, they, their symbology is super important to them. Communism, it's always been super important to them. They started Earth Day on his 100th anniversary of his birthday uh, because it's not about the climate. It's not about the earth. It's about the green revolution, which has always been about communism. And there are very few better communists, if you can use that word, than, uh, than Lenin himself. Just check it out. Yeah, it's unfortunate that people don't see what's going on, that they really, really don't. Jed, I may actually contact you because I might need your address. I might be driving something around town later and I might need to swing by to get the picture. So anyway, I'm just going to leave that right there for our audience and I'll talk to you offline about that. Jed, thanks so much for being with us. We'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. 